So welcome to the podcast, Wait, nobody no, else. No, 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 no. For robot voice. Robot voice. Recording in progress. <laughs> you said that to me like I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ian. Robot voice. Robot voice. Come on. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. for this. Welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me, Ian Harrys. And me, Graham Jones. Ah, oh, we should have done Captain Ian Harrys and Captain Graham Jones. We should have. These are your pilots, uh, but it doesn't matter, we're done now. Yeah. So this is the, the podcast. Maybe behind you. Maybe, possibly. This is the podcast where we argue about our top three list of a topic that nobody asked us to talk about. This week we are figuring out our top three films to watch on a plane, which mm. everybody knows we're doing because it's the title of this podcast it is so this was actually brought to us by who i assume is a listener but it's the very least a follower on social uh, media and a friend <laughs> so that's uh kendall so she said uh she feels like a lot of factors that go into uh, into fil- like what films to watch on a plane like it can't yeah. be anything gratuitously sexual or violent it can't be anything where the audio is super important because the quality is always going to be shitty on those setups it can't be a total bummer and if they have cabin lights off it can't be something with lots of flashes or you'll disturb the people around you there's a there's a, it's, a, it's an art form there's there is nuance yeah i think there's also um the fact that so some of those I think have lessened in recent years with yeah. if you got on a more modern plane because you have like the privacy screens. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's only really if someone's directly behind you and also then they'd have to be like watching above the seat, which would be weird. Also, hey Kendall, what's it like being named after somewhere in the Lake District? Do you do you like mint cake? So she is American, so I will be interested <laughs> to see if she understands that reference. <laughs> that's that's fun. That that's just throwing out uh this is just like a test or an experiment. Yeah. Because for all she knows, we're lying. And there is no Kendall. This is also true. You know, there is no no spoon. Yeah. But Kendall, you are aware of, because she is the one who does a movie-themed menu for the Oscars each year. So she sent me the menu for it, and it is arguably... uh, Not even arguably, it is just genius. So some (laughs) some of the food includes Jamie Brie Curtis. Yep. Glass onion dip. Austin Butter, Brendan Fraser, Guillermo del Tortellini, nice. Anna de Palmas. There's cocktails, so Avatar, The Way of Watermelon. Uh, ba- oh, that's ba- annoying, because I quite like a watermelon cocktail. Yeah, Banshees of Inner Sherry. Nice. A Paul Mescal, which is simple but effective. Yeah. Uh, and uh, desserts, uh, Hong Puppy Chow, which, yes, makes me think of Showgirls. <laughs> and... Uh, Taramisu. <laughs> Taramisu. Nice. Which, I mean, fair fucking play. I'm sure at one point we will do a bad pun episode. But yeah, uh, yeah fair fucking play, Kendall. But planes. Nice planes. Well, actually, nice segue into one of the things I wanted to ask you today. The Oscars, as you've just uh, alluded to, are happening this weekend as a recording. Would have happened ages ago as of listening. They've announced the uh, yearly party bags at the Oscars. Oh, so okay. A hundred thousand pounds, roughly. Hundred thousand dollars, sorry. So give or take for pounds, because it's there's not much there. Includes things such as silk pillowcases, Japanese milk bread, three nights in rural Ottawa, a facelift, a plot of land in Australia, size and location unknown. 
So my question to you, Ian, is if you were at the Oscars and there was a budget for a £100,000 party bag, what would you want in yours? Honestly? Yeah, just £100,000. Yeah. <laughs> just give just me cash. A, just give me a brown paper bag with at a push, va- at a push vouchers. Yeah. Like one I of think those... the facelift is a voucher rather than an actual facelift in a bag. Well, that's what I'm also assuming there isn't a plot of land in the bag. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, for, I, well, no, it can't be because the size would be known then. Yeah, true, true. Schroed, Schroed, As with the location. Schrodinger's bag. <laughs> um, okay, so none of those things, for one. Don't get me wrong. None of those things. I have heard that rural Ottawa is lovely this time of year. <laughs> but no. Um, if we're going vouchers, some kind of... Ob- something that involves... Th- this is just the most wanky conversation we've had, isn't it? Yep. Something that involves Wagyu. Nice, yeah. I want the kind of beef that you can't in good conscience eat because it's so expensive. Like a hundred dollars a bite of beef. Yeah, like the ones that only yeah. get served in cubes. Yeah. And cooking it ruins it. That kind of that kind of beef. You know, the kind Good of beef job. you have to eat quickly because it just starts melting. Yeah. Or, you know, alternatively, you, you might enjoy, you know, like a, a night out at Salt Bay's restaurant. Uh no. <laughs> If if I won a competition to go to, and I I legitimately mean this, if I won a competition for an all expenses trip to Salt Bay's restaurant, I would not go. No, he is an arsehole. He is the worst, and the food doesn't like. There was one. I'm sure it was like a thousand dollars. He comes out badly cuts up steak. Puts it on yeah. a hot plate and then covers it in like a gallon of butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, and it's and then there's a like shitty fucking salt bollocks. Gold leaf as well, right? Uh, so this obviously. this one wasn't, but some of his dishes are. Yeah, because sure, but yeah, he's the worst. I've walked past his place in New York and like no one goes there. So okay, so so I I would want a, a voucher to go to a a, a wanky restaurant. Uh, and eat fancy steak, which would be Noma. like surely a Noma restaurant. So, so, so maybe, but also just like I, I don't know, just very, very high, very high quality steak, which takes yeah. up like an awkward percentage of that hundred thousand. Yeah. I would then like the deed to Salt Bay's restaurant and the promise that it would be burnt <laughs> to the ground. Nice. Um, Got your names on his insurance documents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it'd be cool. So the. To have something that's like really, really rare, or not rare necessarily, but um, well, I guess it becomes rare, but unique and um, exclusive. Uh, like, I think the guy who the guy who founded the Pokemon Company mm. at his sixtieth birthday, I want to say it was, to the attendees gave out a special Pokemon card of him. So there's like Ooh. maybe twenty of them or something in existence, and they're like the rarest. I think the most recent one sold for like. A quarter of a million dollars or something. Um, so something like that would, I think, would be quite cool. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe a trading card of um, of Will Smith being slapping Chris Rock, signed by uh, or, signed or, by Chris Rock, signed by Chris Rock. Did you see Will Smith complaining about Chris Rock taking piss out of him in his stand up? Really? Yeah, he said that he feels very hurt and saddened. I was like, I mean, you bought this on yourself. You you hit the man in public. Yeah, like, you're lucky. That's all he's doing. <laughs> A couple of other, um, a couple of the like, because uh, you know, I like think we, I like to think we keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on in all things pop culture. Um, Mystic Meg died. Didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> that is going to be uh, given. Oh yeah, given we now know we have listeners in Washington D.C. 
Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how that Mystic Meg comment has gone down there. There's going to be a lot of American... Australians, I'd assume, would know. Possibly. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of Americans frantically Googling <laughs> who is Mystic Meg. <laughs> uh, if you have done that, uh, our American listeners, um, that is not a joke. That is a re- very real person. A very real person. Who took herself very seriously. Mm-hmm. As I think we were speaking about in a um, in a WhatsApp group, like it was it was her versus Russell Grant during the nineties to be like the uh, the top astrologer of the UK uh, pop culture scene. Yeah, and then uh, less astrologer and more just dead people. Uh, Derek Akora. Derek Akora. Derek yeah, Akora, guess... who I'm sure once contacted the spirit of a dolphin. It would not surprise the the most haunted stuff with Derek Akora in it is some of the funniest TV ever because it's meant to be deadly serious. Yeah, I would. I would love Yuri to... Geller probably maybe chuck him in the in the in the foursome and his spoons. Yeah, and his spoons. Yuri Geller, that was a weird part of our public consciousness, wasn't it? Also, just to go back to Pokemon, did you know he sued the Pokemon company? Oh, for, for... like Abra or Kadabra or Kadabra Alakazam or Alakazam, one of yeah. the three. Yeah, because they had held spoons and they said yeah. it was in his likeness. That's one of those things where it's like the there is a name given it into the it's like copyright stuff where if you you just give a character a small penis right because <laughs> and then, then no one says you're ripping me yeah, off yeah it's like well um yeah that that guy's obviously me it's like oh, but yeah. he's got a it says specifically he has a he has a micro penis it's like no I can't be me that <laughs> like if you look at a Pokemon and go that's me. <laughs> That is, Although, that is exactly me. I do think, to be fair to him, I think the um, the Japanese or some other language version of it, not the English language version of it, was actually Yuri something. So he probably has... There's there's something there, but also, let it go, it's a Pokemon. Well, it's loads of stuff like... Uh, so M. Bison yeah. was originally the boxer character. And was just a rip-off of Mike Tyson. Then right, I think so they to, made him a Nazi. Then I think to get around it, they just swapped <laughs> the character names around. <laughs> nice. Oh, Another okay, thing. okay. Yeah, so in Japan, yeah. Kadabra is called Young Geller. There you go. So, all right, <laughs> I, take, I take it back, Yuri. That is a little less, uh, that Pokemon, I think that Pokemon looks like me. <laughs> So another thing, this time in cinema, not just um, astrology news, as we often commentate on, there's someone's collected a list of these um, translations of films into their French, the French version, but the English title of the French version. Have you seen this? Yes, uh, friend of friend of the podcast, another person mm. who uh, I'm not even sure listens, but they follow along with what we're doing, Bo. Sent yeah. me uh, the Facebook post the of list. it and said, "There's definitely an episode here." <laughs> nice. So I, funny enough, I saw one of these in France when it came out, which was the Hangover Part Two, which was translated to a very bad trip. Or it might have been the Hangover Part One. I can't remember, but yeah. But it's quite funny because these, at least the ones that are in this list, fall into two categories. They're either a very bad, like a very bad version of something. Or they're a sexy version of something. <laughs> so the hangover becomes very bad trip. Other guys become very bad cops. And then we get into all the sex stuff. So step, step up two becomes sexy dance two. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number becomes sex list. No strings attached. 
Sex Friends. Tangled, not the Disney one. Sex Trouble. <laughs> not another team movie. Sex Academy. <laughs> uh, but I agree. I think there is, there's definitely some legs in just what should we translate to a, uh, a funny French version of a, of a movie. The best... The, the, so this is actually the, the this was the original name of this series. It was shit. Let me find out what this is called. Hang on, because I, I remember the original name, but I can't remember what they ended up changing it to, and I was like heartbroken. So there is a British sitcom called Love Sick, right? Which is about a ca- uh, a character who gets diagnosed with chlamydia and has to go back through all of his exes. I uh, Channel Four, right? Channel. It seems like it's yeah. like a Channel Four thing. <laughs> It was originally called Scrotal Recall. I mean, that's brilliant. It is the better title, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't know when it might have changed when it moved to... I think it got acquired in some areas by Netflix. Right. But yeah, Scrotal Recall is an incredible name, which also yeah. sounds like a translation issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Uh, nice. I like those. Nice. I like those. But yeah, Planes. I watched the uh, Disappearance of MH370 documentary on Netflix this oh, week. If we're talking about disappearing, I just want to say one thing as well. Just of this is we're in a unique position with this recording. So mm. we are recording this after the French rugby team defiled the English rugby team yesterday. <laughs> but by the time this episode comes out, Wales will have also played France. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Just a bit of a choose-your-own-adventure moment here. So, if Wales did at least run them close, uh, fucking hilarious, wasn't it? Hey, <laughs> who thought that would have happened? And if uh, what was probably going to happen happens, um, I would like to offer my sincere condolences to English rugby fans. We get what it's like. <laughs> Planes! Planes. Planes. Planes? Yeah. Planes. Planes. Yeah, it was an interesting. It's it's worth a watch, and it is it it still baffles me. Mm. They present some like theories, and uh, yeah, it's weird. Although there is one really annoying woman on it who's like one of these armchair sleuths who reckons she found wreckage from a satellite image, and it's like you probably didn't. Yeah, you probably you probably <laughs> didn't. Like, I, it's it is interesting, but it's also one of those things where, like. The simple answer is probably the right one. Possibly, but I think with it, because it's so so weird circumstances, there isn't a simple answer. I guess is the is the well, murder issue. murder suicide is the the simple answer, right? Ish, but like, I'd, then... I'd lean more towards that than the Chinese spy route, for example. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't Aliens. know. Possibly, Aliens. some people some people go down that route. Yeah, it, it um, briefly. Uh, synced with the correct timeline and disappeared. Synced or sunk? Both. (laughs) Yeah. It's a translation (laughs) issue. That's all it Ah. comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. Popped into a parallel universe where we all have tails and now they have to live without tails in a tail world. It's it's horrible. Wouldn't wish wish that on my worst enemy. No. That's a real kind of navvy, navvy situation, isn't it? Yeah. More plain stuff. Given we're talking about films... You should watch on a plane. Yeah. In a list format. Mm. What is the least suitable film that you have watched on a plane? Yeah, so I was trying to think about this and I'm not into I actually think the answer is probably something like um like Spider Man No Way Home. Mm. 
purely because it shouldn't be watched on a screen that's like oh inter- than an interesting iPad. yeah that's that that is a very very good answer thanks man mine is there was a film called my dinner with hervey yeah which is a true story um starring peter dinklage where he plays uh an actor called hervey who was he was the dwarf in fantasy island and man with the golden gun mm and it's basically about this journalist who went out like for a night on the town with him and sitting there so this will come come back through the episode i struggle to sleep on planes so I, yeah. i'm sitting on you know where a tra- transatlantic flight lights have dimmed because they're pretending it's nighttime watching this film and then a dwarf goes into a strip club <laughs> and I suddenly became very, very aware of the people around me. <laughs> so that does sound was... like a setup to a joke as well. It, oh yeah, a dwarf walks into a uh, into a strip club. But yeah, I was I was so self conscious then. Kept watching it. Yeah. It was a great film, but it was not not quite play- well. Like uh, to go to go back to what we will now dub as the Kendall rules. It, it it was slightly too gratuitously sexual. Kendall rules does sound like like Lake District boxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, not the worst um, Jamie Dornan film you could have watched on the plane. Oh, tr- or, yeah, or the most gratuitously sexual. Well, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Ah, oh, good good old Jamie Dornan. Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar could be a good plane film. I have watched that film so many times. <laughs> Can't say I've seen it. It's fucking great. Kristen Wiig's in it, so you know it's good. I do love a bit of Kristen Kristen Wiig's in it twice. Nice. And by, uh, as that, she's the lead and also plays the the villain. But it is... As in, not that she shows up twice. Not that she, yeah, not that she's just in it twice. She, uh, my favourite joke in the whole film is that Barb's full name is Barb, but Star is short for Starborough. Excellent. Which is so fucking stupid. But you would like it. I do think you'd like it. I will have to have to give it a watch. Uh, favorite plane. Favorite plane. Favorite plane. Uh, favorite... Concord. I flew on Concord. Oh, good answer. Hmm. It was uh... yeah, four years old. Flew on Concord. Nice. Moved the nose up and down whilst it was on the ground. Oh. That was back when you could go in the cockpit and things yeah. when you were a kid. But... Damn you, nine eleven. <laughs> um, the plane. The plane from Lost. Was a good. That's a. That's a culturally what? impacting plane wasn't my favourite but I just can't it was more of a jungle impacting plane hey, nice. also categorically not a good plane because it came out of the sky <laughs> oh yeah true true but because of magnets uh, <laughs> was there a plane in Budgie was Budgie, Budgie just a helicopter Budgie, there was, there was, Budgie was obviously a helicopter but I'm sure he had a plane mate with a weird face possibly yeah anyway anyway I think that's that's the rambly section of the podcast done <laughs> That all the all the planes are all the plane shit. I think we're done. Yeah, I think we're good. We're good to we're good to roll on. So what's the um? No, don't worry. <laughs> it's gonna it's just gonna be a terrible joke. Uh, okay. Do you want to crack, crack on? No, no, no. Cr- we're, we're cracking. Okay, okay. We're cracking on. Let's yeah. Let's uh, let's bypass that. You can message me what the joke was later. Sorry, it wasn't even funny. That's that's why it wasn't it wasn't because it was too offensive. Oh, okay. That's fair. It was good to know. It was just shit. Yeah. It was just shit. So, ah, one thing in in cinema, quickly, uh, the flying um, objects um, in uh, no, 
it wasn't flying objects. It's the um, Doctor Evil's uh, spacecraft in one of the Austin Powers movies, where everyone is using the uh, different versions of the word for penis. Is a very oh, funny that, was, scene. that was a good one. Oh, oh not uh, a plane, but spacecraft. Another, and another Jeff Bezos did it. Another good movie plane. Uh, the Migs from Top Gun, just because we never know where they come from. <laughs> the famous where they're going. The famously <laughs> coy Migs from the Top Gun series. Yeah. Uh, and on on that note. Graham. Yes. And to see if you've remembered because of your your history of forgetting when it's your recommendation, it is time for a section of the podcast that really should have had a jingle from the beginning. <laughs> really. It probably should have. It yeah. should. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Your movie recommendation nobody asked for. I, uh, I assume you guys are here for a movie recommendation. No, thank you. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm alright, actually. Thanks, nah, nah, no, it's alright. Right. No, it's alright. I'm fine. Yeah, that's alright. Fuck off. What is it this week? My movie recommendation nobody asked for is it's a it's a plain movie I've spoken about at length um, before um, because it made me weirdly <laughs> emotional for a non-emotional film. And that is uh, 2012's End of Watch starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena? Pena? Pena. Yeah, buddy cop movie that's uh, much more serious uh, than your, your gonna have to stop, buddy gonna cop have movies. To, gonna have to stop you there, Graham. Go on. Uh, you are going to have to plan B this because well, I've done it before. Uh, possibly for the same reasons <laughs> in our uh, episode 46, Fictional Holiday Destinations, you recommended End of Watch. Uh, I think that's the first. That, that's, that, that's the podcast done, right? That, we're done. We've... T- Ah, oh, it was that yeah, the, the, the trigger. The, the for, Excel um... sheet just deleted. <laughs> so you have, yeah, you, you've Shit's already it. end of watched. I have end of watch. Okay. So we'll have to end end of watch. We'll end end of watch. Um, and we will go with, fuck, the one time I prepared and I haven't actually prepared. <laughs> um, give me two seconds. Uh, Films like end of watch. I believe in you. I, I do too. Um, I'm just gonna go with a film that features planes heavily, but is not really um, always set on a plane. And that is a film I weirdly only watched recently, um, even though it came out in 2002. And that is Catch Me If You Can. Don't tell me that's been for for our own sanity. I am now double checking this. (laughs) I think I think we're safe. Excellent. Catch I me if you can. Safe. I always put it off because I thought it looked a bit naff, but actually turns out it's a really good film. Leo, back in his youngerish days. Yeah. Which I also I watched The Beach last night, which is weird watching Leo in the year two thousand. Which is why I texted you about Robert Carlyle as well. And never, wa- never watched it, you know. Have you not? No. Yeah. It's a it's an okay movie. Um but not the one I'm nice. recommending. Catch me if you can is the one I'm recommending. It's good. What you? What are your thoughts on Catch Me If You Can? Oh, I love. I, I've got a lot of time to Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, it's just it's fun. It is. It feels quite old fashioned in like the nostalgic good kind of way, rather than the the bad versions of that. Because I think uh, uh, old fashioned films can sometimes feel quite tiring and boring. Yeah, but I think it it feels like a caper. Yeah, but that so the Frank Abagnale guy is like it's all based on like a. I, I guess yeah. there's artistic license, but it's based on a true story, and he's ended up. Um, like as a 
Uh, uh, expert specialist expert talk track guy. He like advises the FBI on all things like forgery and, and things. Um, so yeah. So Leo, Leo, who's now being typecast as criminals who go on to do TED talks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Basically, that. if if you aren't a fan of watching the first five minutes of End of Watch and then realising, <laughs> shit, I've seen this before, and watching Catch Me, Catch, Catch Me If You Can instead. What other films could you recommend to people? Um, I would uh, recommend a film that includes a flight from somewhere in America to Sweden to see the Haga and party with bears. It is, of course, Midsummer. Uh, you know the drill. It's it's great. It's Ariasta. It is um, coming... Coming up soon. We're nearing midsummer ish. Yeah. Uh, we need to do our annual rewatch. We need to do our annual uh, special. Um, so look forward to that. But yeah, midsummer. It's great. Lot loads of planes. Yeah. Yeah. Planes. See, our annual rewatch, which I'm going to have to be talked down from giving it a Blackadder naming convention. <laughs> but yes, I like it. So with with no further ado, and chocks away, and doors. Locked mm. and trays in the upright position, and that little video where it's Asim Trowdry talking through how to sit down and stuff like oh, that. Oh, the best one of those is if you ever fly and I don't know if they still do it, but Air New Zealand's one, which was entirely hobbits. It was fantastic. Oh, <laughs> I've 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 seen it, even if I haven't flown it. Oh, but yeah, it was brilliant. Maybe, maybe... That could have been a very shitty meta recommendation. <laughs> it? The air safety video from yeah. Air New Zealand. Circa 2014 or something. Yeah. But basically, insert airplane humour here. Let's fuck off to our first choice. Via, via connections. <sighs> That's not a noise of a plane at all. <laughs> I don't think that was the noise of anything. No. <laughs> that was the noise of a slightly delirious man. Oh, uh, it's true. So, first choice. First choice. Uh, this is... I, I'm going to go in with the obvious one because we have talked about this at length mm. as being a movie we have both watched on a plane. No, I, I didn't watch it on a plane. You watched ah. it on a plane. You got emotional. I just... I got emotional on land. <laughs> I yeah I watched this film on a plane after uh, it was a long long flight I think it was back from Australia uh, and as I said I struggled to sleep on planes uh, actually two of my three choices I watched on that flight nice along with the entire second season of Vikings but this is a film which I, I yeah I watched watched on a plane and it broke me and it should not have broke me to the extent it did if I wasn't delirious and in the sky. Because there is something about being in the sky where emotions seem to hit you more. There is I, like a science behind it, right? Something to do with the altitude and, and things like that. I'm, I'm fairly sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. Atmospheric pressure on your, on your heart gland. That's a thing, right? That's where emotion comes from. There's not. There's no such thing as a heart gland. Well, that's why you're so, uh, so stony faced and lacking empathy. Because <laughs> your heart gland is, is you know the Grinch's heart gland grew three sizes that day. That's the that's the book, right? But it sounds like he probably would have not had long to live if that was the case. Oh no, no, like 
the, the, the medical science that backs the Grinch up is faulty. Um, specifically, the high altitude and cabin pressure reduces oxygen in the cabin, which causes dehydration. Dehydration is associated with a flurry of symptoms, including mood disturbances and fatigue, both of which can make a person more likely to be, feel sad or become tearful. Interesting. So, just realised we've mentioned the Grinch, but we haven't actually mentioned the film we're talking about. <laughs> so, I am talking about uh, 2014's Chef. So, Chef... It is quite it, so. It hits, it hits the Kendall rules. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not gratuitously sexual. It's not violent. Um, the audio quality doesn't matter. There's not a load of flashes and stuff. It's just kind of sweet. Oh, you've but, not you know, you've not seen the director's cut where John Favreau guts a uh, food uh, <laughs> food critic in the restaurant. Yeah, who's got a molten core now? So Chef is, uh, yeah. It's like the right kind of like it is inoffensively sweet. You know what's going to happen in it yeah. within the first like fifteen minutes. Like nothing is a surprise. It is just quite a fun film. I get people getting quite like emotional in the way where you just kind of like, oh, that's nice. But I was like full on bawling, like uh, like I was watching something that. I can't, I can't talk today, man. <laughs> I was full on bawling. Like I was the only time I've cried like that before was when I watched Cabaret you know, with Jesse Buckley, which uh, that was like someone had uh, squeezed my heart gland. Nice, and all of the emotion came out. But Chef, yeah, that Chef fucking hit me. I, I still can't. Was quite. it was it Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, yeah. So Gordon Ramsay punched <laughs> me in the face and then demanded I watch Chef. But it, it's. As with a lot of stuff that makes me emotional, I couldn't, I can't tell you, put my finger on exactly why. Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it is a, it is a The sens- sandwiches were just so nice. I think it's a combination of like, there's a, there's a heartwarming undertone to it. And then also there is like, I think everyone thinks from time to time, do you know what I'd love to do? Quit my job and do something I love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, there was a very real moment when I had a deposit for the house <laughs> and then Googled how much is a food truck. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was, and I, claim, I came a lot closer to that than I think I'm comfortable with. <laughs> Given that, one, I have no experience in any of that shit. Two, food or trucks. Most importantly, yeah. Yeah. Most importantly, just point one, but louder. <laughs> no experience at all. Never professionally cooked. I could just do a mean barbecue. The the thing about this film that I find the uh, the funniest is the fact that John Favreau wrote his two love interests as Scarlett Johansson and Sofia Vergara. <laughs> it's like I mean, fair play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who uh, and he gets chosen over Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, he must have that must have made him happy. <laughs> oh, nice bit of MCU humor. Yeah, just thought I'd it's chuck it. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, it. Also, the the chef show came off the back of this, which is worth watching. Mm. Wouldn't necessarily watch that on a plane though. But yeah, I do not regret watching this on a plane. I think the people next to me may have regretted me watching this on a plane. Mm. Uh, it has shone a light on uh, parts of my my emotional and mental health that I should probably pay a bit more attention to. Yeah. But fuck it. It's good, isn't it? Oh, it's a great movie. Really, really great movie. good. Yeah. I want to go to the Koji truck in LA. Like, that's, that's, really a, that's a bucket list item. 
I yeah, same. That it's it just make I am hungry thinking about this film. Mm. Because it does well, and I would I, I would say shout out to Ian. He did make the um, the the uh, sandwiches from the hoagie. Are they hoagies? What are they? Cubanos. Cubanos. Cubanos from this film, and they were very very good. Uh, we should do that again. Oh, we should. It takes thirty six hours of prep. Yeah. Which because uh, yeah, like I will in the in the YouTube playlist, I put in every episode, even though I don't think anyone watches them. Uh, but now I've started, I can't stop. Uh, I will put John Favreau talking through how to make them because it is fucking game changing. You can also do the same thing with lamb mm. rather than pork, and it is fucking insane. It's very, it's just it is by it is by far the the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck it out. I mean, we did um after our movie meals episode. Uh, so there are pictures of when we did mm. it, when we did it on, uh, on <laughs> yeah. our Instagram feed somewhere, but fucking hell, I gained so much weight over lockdown and I regret nothing because the food was so fucking good and entirely inspired by John Favreau. <laughs> uh, well, John Favreau and um, Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown, I think, was added to Netflix uh, during lockdown. Nice. Which is a very good TV series for a plane. Oh, yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah, because yeah. it's got it's 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 dark humor in places without it being repulsive to watch for people to walk past and see. Yeah, and also gets you into the like, like nothing gets you wanting to travel like shows like that. Yeah, I I think Anthony Bourdain is just um it's it's a very sad story, but he was just fantastic, wasn't it? He I could watch him all day quite easily oh, yeah. so yeah for a, for a full like eight hour flight or something yeah give me a give me eight episodes of uh parts unknown yeah give Very me happy. a cubano chef and yeah. parts unknown just to double nice. check when you say that john favreau is responsible for you getting fat over lockdown that was john favreau the movie director not the guy who wrote speeches for barack obama right just to, uh, yeah, so okay. yeah, just so to just 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 to yeah. clarify, yeah, that that's not the the speechwriter. Yeah. The speechwriter had nothing to do with my weight gain. Um, <laughs> it was entirely on John Favreau. And John Favreau, if you're listening to this, either of you, why? <laughs> Secondly, if if it is the speechwriter, fair play, mate, good job. Mm. If it's the director, um, thanks. I'm not going to blame you. It's my fault. I knew what I was doing. It was just it was just great. Thanks for bringing. 24-hour marinated pork into my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting emotional again. My choices this week, Ian, they're for you. And the reason they're for you is because we're going meta. Um, We're going meta because we're going to watch these films on a plane. But I think if we're watching a film on a plane, it should be about a plane. And therefore, I'm going to go with my first choice... Airplane. Nice. Which is, I think we've spoken about many, many times before on the podcast. It is one of the best um, comedy films ever made. It's it's brilliant. Uh, Leslie Nielsen's fantastic. It has the, uh, I know we've spoken about this at length before, but it has the um, the, the added layer of the fact that it was actually, it's, it's a parody of an actual yeah. film, which is kind of, there's obviously changes in dialogue, etc., but essentially like, Scene for scene, not as many as you think. No, no, no. Some of some of the funniest lines from Airplane are lifted directly <laughs> from, like the um. Uh, not only do we have to find someone who can find a plane, but we need to find someone who didn't have fish for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> it's directly from zero hour, zero, zero hour? hour with an exclamation mark. 
Zero hour. Zero hour. Yeah. Oh god, I love airplane. It is. It's good, and it um, just to just to bring it back, um, mm. I can confirm it. It hits the Kendall rules. It hits the Kendall rules. Hits the Kendall rules. Perfect. So. Because it, it, it's it's a comedy without being gratuitously sexual or violent. Yeah, this is true. And all of the um, problematic racist bits, no one's going to hear because uh, you've yeah. got headphones on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's one of the... To to steal what will 100% be something we fight for when an undrafted episode does comedies, Yeah, it is, it is easily, if not the like top three funniest films of all time. Yeah, I think I think without a doubt, I couldn't. I I don't think I could. The only other one I would put up there potentially is maybe um, Doctor Strangelove. I would go, and then Life of Brian. Uh, Dumb and Dumber's up there for me. It's good, but I don't find it as. It's not as classic as those others. I don't think. I. <laughs> you are wrong, and you're a grotesquely ugly freak. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a that's a reference to two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Two episodes ago, or thirty odd years ago, whenever Brass Eye came out, <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, Doctor Strange Love is definitely up there. Zoolander is in in the conversation for me, at least. Zoolander, I I do like Zoolander. I don't think I'd ever rewatch Zoolander though. Really? Mm. I haven't rewatched it since I watched the second one, and it kind of was the worst film ever made. Yeah, I think that's the other thing, right? It's had that kind of tarnished sequel although i haven't seen airplane 2 so i can't say whether it was good or bad Um, it's it has i would say three jokes in it that are so funny it's worth watching for okay the rest of the film is entirely forgettable there is a whole i released acoustic songs for a while under a name that was a reference to airplane 2 nice uh over macho grande (laughs) which is uh it's a courtroom scene in Airplane 2, and it is so fucking funny. To be fair, they're both relatively short films. You could you could double bill a flight. Yeah, quite easily. Yeah. Quite easily. But what's your what's your favourite line from, from Airplane? It, ch- it changes every time I'm watching. <laughs> like, I can't... I'm a big fan of the running thing of uh, it's a big building full of patients, but that's not important right now, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, is there a... But all the visual and sight gags as well. This is like, true. That it... Uh, excuse me, sir, are you a doctor? And he's sitting there with the stethoscope <laughs> in. Uh, don't call me Shirley. The drinking problem stuff. Oh, I picked the wrong picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Yeah, yeah, good shout. <laughs> and then I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, uh, right, I'm 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 gonna have to just Google uh, IMDb airplane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the. the Surely you can't be serious. Is probably one of the most iconic comedy lines ever. Yeah. Oh, what was the? Um, uh, it's a different type of flying altogether. I can't remember that one. Uh, and then the other two characters say it's, it's a, a different, different type, type of, of flying. flying. <laughs> altogether, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I flew single engine fighters in the Air Force, but this plane has four yeah. engines. It's an entirely different kind of flying altogether. It's, it's an, an entirely different, different type of flying. <laughs> Oh, dear. Jim never has a second cup of coffee at home. <laughs> yeah, you got a letter from headquarters this morning. What is it? It's a big building where generals meet, but that's not important. <laughs> nervous? Yes. First time? No, I've been nervous lots of times. <laughs> it's also what... Uh, Joey, do you like uh, movies about gladiators? 
<laughs> Joey, have you ever been to a Turkish bathhouse? <laughs> uh, the, the cream of Jabbar stuff as well. Uh, yeah. It's like, listen, kid. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I keep um, uh, I keep getting recommended, and I watch them every time, which is also why I'm being recommended them. Mm. Random scenes from Police Squad. Hey, right. Um, Police Squad and Naked uh, Naked Gun, where there is a line. He had a moustache uh, about six two. This response is just like that was a very big moustache. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, oh, fuck, what was it? Uh, my something along the lines of uh, my ex wife got hit by a blimp. <laughs> it's like good year. It's like, no, it's the worst. <laughs> it's just oh, it's just that type of that type of fucking comedy. Oh dear. Because I think they had a hand in um, basketball as well. Oh really? Yeah. God, airplane's amazing. Yeah, good film. As you say, it it, it ticks the ticks the Kendall rules, and uh, it's nice and meta for you because you can watch a plane about a plane on a plane. Yeah, I like it. And it's uh, the plane doesn't actually crash. No, it goes through the terminal window at the end, doesn't it? Watch a film about a plane on a plane. I said watch a plane about a plane on the plane. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. Did you know uh, Qantas were the only airline that would show the Rain Man? Oh, really? Wait, the because Rain Man a... or Rain Man? Rain Man. Okay. Uh, as in Dustin Hoffman, yeah, Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, Because yeah. Dustin Hoffman's character has a meltdown in an airport. Right. Because And lists all of the airplane crashes. But specifically says the only one he would fly is Qantas because it's never had a crash. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else, like, minimum cut that scene out. But Qantas were the only ones that would show it in its entirety. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting point, actually, going back to the all of the rules. One of the other things is a film that you want to make sure you see the entire original version of. Because nine times out of ten, there is, like, this has been edited for uh, yeah. whatever yeah. purposes. Or- also, the, 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 the timing of the film is very important because I watched a film called Searching, mm. which is a very, very good film about this guy whose daughter goes missing and it's him trying to figure out what happened, but it's told entirely through screens. Right. So it's like him on the laptop, him on FaceTime, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Just as they were about to reveal what happened, the screen shut off because we were taxiing to the gate. <laughs> it was like, you fuckers. And I was there for work and I couldn't, couldn't find a copy of it online or anything. I was just like, right, I'm going to have to try to either just Google what happens or wait five days until I'm back on the plane <laughs> to watch the rest of it. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. It really fucking was. Right, next choice. So, this is... Uh, and... Uh, this is this is me being a dick. I'm not I'm not going to lie, Graham. Mm. This is me. Uh, not quite meta, but still, I would say gamesmanship. Mm. Um, as mentioned, so I struggle to sleep on planes. It is a problem which has had some very real consequences. Oh, one of those consequences mm. was when because I was so jet-lagged and fucked up from not being able to sleep on planes while driving back from seeing the stage version of this movie i saw jellyfish in the sky <laughs> which is uh something that sounds like either a hallucination or like um like a really niche <laughs> like uh berlin-based uh industrial uh, metal band oh that, that's that's a great shout <laughs> 
But that is something which I, I, I don't think I have particularly mentioned to the passengers in the car at the time. Um, but yeah, you mean to, to to the pigeon and the two unicorns? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the the, the unicorns, you know, they're they're dicks anyway. So uh, if anything, I say let them burn. <laughs> uh, so what helps me sleep mm. is one music. Yeah. So I, I music helps me sleep. Two, having something on in the background that I am already familiar with. Yeah. So you can just kind of have it on without having necessarily to pay attention to it. So I have this one weird thing on watching films on planes. If it's something I really want to watch, nine times out of ten, I will fall asleep watching it. I then wake up and think, exactly this. Let's put on, I don't know, like reruns of The Office or something so I can sleep. And then I'm wide awake. And then I go back, try and watch the film that I wanted to watch, and I fall asleep again because my brain yeah. hates me. Anyway, nice. Continue. <laughs> my brain loves your brain. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I will. I can. I can usually, if I'm going to sleep on a plane, it will be with something on that I have. I have seen before. So I thought, hey, right. I think at a push, mm. and I'm not going to do it now because it's two and a half hours long, and. I, I'd feel like I'd need to at least kind of prepare a little bit. I think I could do Les Mis in its entirety as a one-man show by this point. <laughs> like, I, I I, am too familiar with that musical. Yeah. And Have you ever read the book? Uh, no. I know it's a it's a slog, isn't it, apparently? Uh, it's paperback, I think. Hey! It's a, it's a hard read. I think... Uh, but also, I think anything written necessi- uh, kind of in that time was a bit of a... Well, and also, it, I think it is also originally... French, right? So it must be translated. Yeah. Anyway. Well, oh, definitely, definitely haven't read it in French. <laughs> Bloody casual. Yeah. <laughs> so my uh, my second choice is Les Misérables. Yeah. The uh, the most recent adaptation of it, so the 2012 version of Les Mis, which stars podcast favorite Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> uh, I've, I'm not I'm not going to do our usual bit of talking about how Marius is a deeply dislikable character who shouldn't really be held up as this kind of paragon of romantic virtue and instead should probably have died along with his uh, political colleagues um but i just did <laughs> um yeah so i've seen i'm i, I know all of the music from lame is mm. uh, it is music because it is sung through in its entirety so there is no actual real dialogue first musical i ever saw that was like that and i found it yeah. incredibly jarring Really? Yeah. It was the first musical I saw, so I found it jarring when it, they weren't done like that. Yeah, okay. So I thought that's just what a musical was, and then when it was another one, it's like, well, these people have been talking for like five minutes. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, whereas... This isn't a song. <laughs> whereas the first musical I saw was uh, in the theatre was Grease, and I always thought, when I went to see other fun- funerals, when I went to see other musicals... <laughs> Where's Shane Ritchie? Um, there is a distinct lack of singing at this funeral. Weirdly enough, served Shane Ritchie whilst he was going to a funeral, um, which may be where the connection came from. Okay. That's... that's diff- Yeah, okay. As at, right. at a bar rather than, like, a subpoena. Did he look quite Les Miserables? <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, Shane. Um, so, yeah. So, Les Mis film. It's 1,462 pages, by the way, so I would agree with you that it is a slog of a book. Yeah, well, speaking of a slog, Lame is, uh, the movie is also two hours, 40 minutes long. So it's like, 
it was a good it was a good adaptation of it as far as like movie versions of musicals go. We could take some time to talk about Russell Crowe, but we won't. He was <laughs> shitting it and was doing like a very very bad David Bowie impression. Um, I don't want to insult Russell Crowe because he seems like the kind of guy who would hit me. He also so, seems like a really good guy as well. Yeah, he seems like a decent dude. But um, own, owns a rugby league team, so why not? Yeah, and donated his um, his codpiece from Gladiator to. Uh, the, was it the last blockbuster in Alaska or yeah. something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the last blockbuster. Which happened to be in Alaska. Comma, which was in Alaska. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it passes the Kendall test. Yeah. It has sexual and violent themes, but not actually a lot of on-screen sex or bloody violence, at least. So it's not gory, even if it is violent. Yeah. It is famously dark. So there is no flashing lights or anything like that. Um, it Don't get me wrong. It's a bit of a bummer. It's literally called The Miserable. Mm. But this is entirely so I can get some sleep on a plane. <laughs> so I feel like it might not quite hit that Kendall rule, but I feel like it's uh, it doesn't matter because through the, the, the shitty parts or the, the sad bits, I will probably be asleep. Which is why I cried to Chef but did not get emotional while watching Les Mis. <laughs> Understandable. I, I weirdly saw Les Mis at, at an IMAX, which was quite... The beginning bit with the boat and everything was quite cool in that, but um, yeah, oh, also yeah. probably a bit wasted because you don't need to see Russell Crowe singing that badly in you know such high resolution. <laughs> yeah. I remember me and a friend, when we were drunk for a while, would keep doing the confrontation song, <laughs> which was normal, <laughs> but... Uh, good times. So yes, second choice. Second uh, cho- I will watch Lamez on a plane instead of taking uh, like the whole night quill shit. Yeah, because sleepy, sleepy stuff, sleepy, sleepy pills don't seem. I don't. don't they don't seem to work for me. Have you tried uh, melatonin? Because melatonin's good. Uh, no, you know what? I haven't. I tr- I try. I tried the the sleep tablet version of Nyquil. Okay. Zquil, which yeah. is just. Uh, because they realised people were taking those to sleep, so they just released them without the medicine. So what you need is... Um, basically, there's a lot less regulation around it in America. So yeah. when you're there next, or I can... And without sounding like a pusher, I can give you some, um, is <laughs> uh, is melatonin, um, because it is very... It gets you to sleep. It doesn't keep you asleep. It gets you to sleep. Okay. Because, yeah, because they just end up, sleep sleep tablets I've taken just end up making me really, really tired and feeling shitty rather than actually sleeping. The other great thing about melatonin is because, obviously, it's America, uh, you don't have to have them as tablets. You can have them as gummy sweets. You know, who doesn't want a gummy sweet before bed? Nice. All right, I'll sing sing, uh, the first two songs from Les Mis to get some uh, (laughs) gummy drugs off of you. But, yeah, Les Mis, basically a sleeping tablet. So, <laughs> so, uh, that was a, that was an evil laugh. Oh, it's just because you're gonna say I'm such a prick. Um, so we, uh, I spoke about all of my choices being for you, Ian, and um, and wanted to keep them as meta as possible. And we obviously spoke about watching airplane on a plane. That's the obvious one. And we spoke about at the beginning. You remember you asked me what my favourite plane was. So there's, yeah. you know, you're thinking about, okay, well, it, yeah, okay. So if I'm on a 747, let's say, by airplane, that absolutely makes sense. 
But what if I'm on the astral plane, Ian? <laughs> if I'm on the astral plane, I'm going to have to watch a film that is at least partially set on the astral plane. So, obviously, uh, Disney's 2020s film, Soul. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, God. I'm acting like I'm on a plane. That was... That was... One of the funniest bits you've done. Thanks, Ian. Not going to lie, Graham. I appreciate it. You know what? I know we were going to end the podcast because we double-dipped on movie recommendations, but we're back in the game. Excellent. You've gone and totally redeemed yourself. Which is a dumb and dumber quote. One of the funniest films of all time. Uh, Soul... I'm not going to watch on a plane. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, that... It's a great another film. film. Oh, yeah. But another film that made me really emotional, and yeah. I'm not 100% sure why. Well, there's a lot of it, again, about... Okay, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> Ian, I hate to kind of, um, you know... I'll put, like, I'll put, like, light piano music in the background of this. Psychoanalyze you here. But it's also another film about kind of, you know, achieving your purpose and doing things that are meaningful mm. to you and your life and maybe not kind of being stuck in a rut, isn't it? I think you're onto something here, Greg. I think I think maybe we're uncovering some things. Yeah. What 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 is my purpose? <laughs> if if it's not already, that does sound like the setup to uh, to a musical number. What is my purpose? My purpose. <laughs> I'm gonna watch Soul on a plane. <laughs> yeah, a, a hugely underrated Pixar movie. Mm. It Jamie Fox is um, is Joe Gardner in it, and also one of the first times I think that we get some really good representation from from disney pixar as well because it's delves into kind of the world of jazz music and um i think it's is it set in harlem or is that just me making assumptions i think it is (laughs) graham norton's in it it really it it does have who does he play moonwind oh nice the the sign spinning guy yeah but it has got some great. It has got a great cast: Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Richard Ayoade is fantastic in it. Mm. Questlove, um, music by Trent Reznor, obviously. Davy Diggs and Rachel House pop in it. Uh, pop up in it yeah. as well. So it's new. It's set in New York City. You don't say specifically Harlem, but um, but yeah, it's it is an underrated. I think, as you said, it, I think it ticks the. Apart from maybe the. Actually, I don't know if it's a bummer. I think it's it's emotional. I don't think it's necessarily a bummer. It's it is it's distinctly uplifting. Yeah. So, it although, and maybe this is a question for Kendall, um, are there separate Kendall rules for the astral plane versus the regular the regular planes? It, that is that's an interesting question. Mm. Uh, we will have to revert to to Kendall on this. I believe she owns the Kendall, the Kendall rules. rules. Uh, Pat, so, Pat's pending. Yeah, maybe we need uh, an addendum, a Kendall rule addendum. Well, I. I'll, I'll, I'll check in. I'll check in. I guess let's let's think about this for a second. So the astral plane is kind of like in at least in the movie Soul, the astral plane is like this space that is like a parallel universe where souls are waiting to go back to earth, I think is the is the um yeah. Uh, let me just double check that I'm representing uh the mythos of soul correctly. Astral Plane and Soul is quite hard to find the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you've set yourself up to fail on that yeah. one. Movie. Here we go. It's the Disney wiki. Uh, 
it's, it's adjacent to the U seminar where lost souls are rescued from their uninspiring stressful, stressful lives by Moonwind and his fellows um, yeah dude I mean this it is literally yeah it, it, this is ticking all your boxes here <laughs> <laughs> it's ticking, ticking all the boxes. But yeah, so if you think about it, if you're if you're you know you're kind of in on the astral plane, um, you probably whilst you're kind of feeling stressed and uninspired and as as a lost soul, you probably don't want flashing bright bright images. You probably don't want um, gratuitous sex or violence. Um, and uh, I can't remember the other rules, but yeah, and you don't want to be too bummed out either. And I think soul is. I mean, it'd be incredibly meta being here watching Soul whilst you're in it and on it and all 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 in between. Oh, yeah. And Graham Norton's there, and it's it's wild. Yeah, on a on 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 a plane watching the astral plane. Yeah, and if you get too into the film, you'll then end up on the astral plane. If I remember correctly, <laughs> <laughs> depends on what plane. It is a good fucking film, isn't it? It is a very good film. Yeah. Yeah. Good shout. Thanks. Yeah. Astral plane on the astral plane. Okay, final choice. Mm. And this is... So we have a choice here because okay. there is a set of films that fit the definition that I'm going for here. One of them we have talked about quite a bit. One of them I'm not sure we've talked about at all. Okay. What do we go for? Uh, not talking about it at all. Let's go new. Okay, so this is a film... I have. Oh, actually, this means all of my films I have actually watched on a plane. Nice. So this is, to go back to the Kendall rules, <laughs> I just like that phrase. Mm. Um, can't be anything gratuitously sexual or violent. Um, uh, lots of flashes, maybe, but like you said, with kind of like modern day, the screeny thing, it doesn't matter so much. For me, a good thing with watching stuff on a plane, you want to kind of go like a bit mindless. Mm. Like, you don't necessarily want to pay too much attention to what's going on, right? Yeah. Like, it is a film, you want a film that if you do kind of micro-nap without realising it, you can still keep track of generally what's going on. You want bright colours. Yep. You want a bit of humour. Um, Over-the-top action would be good, but you don't want anything that's gory over the top, because that's then when people will judge you. So, I thought... Hey, that's basically the definition of the MCU. Yeah. So for my final choice, it came down to uh, Thor Ragnarok, which we have talked about at length. Yeah. Or Black Panther. Okay. So my final choice is Black Panther. Nice. Just to be clear, that is, again, the MCU superhero movie, not Judas and the Black Messiah or The Trial of the Chicago 7 or anything like or that. Or Black. Or Black. Or Black Clansman. <laughs> so yeah, like Black Panther, I think is a brilliant plane film. Like the the one issue, like you kind of said with No Way Home, is the small screen. Yeah, I think that's but the only issue with Marvel films on planes. I would have that as a stipulation of it's not the first time I would want to watch a Marvel film mm-hmm. for like a rewatch on a plane. I think it's kind of all right, but it's Black Panther is really funny in places. Like Andy Serkis is fucking brilliant in it. Yeah. Um the action set pieces are great. It's really kind of like bright and colorful and it's a really interesting world. The plot is simple. <laughs> it is a very easy film to follow. And it is just great. This fucking soundtrack is brilliant on it. The it's just a very 
very good film. It's long enough that it takes out a decent wedge of a long-haul flight as well. Because everyone is kind of familiar with the MCU, you don't necessarily have to have watched the stuff before. You can, like, watch it in isolation, right? Yeah. But it's just fucking great. The cast are insane. Like, I mean, Daniel Daniel Kaluuya rocks up in it. Obviously, Chadwick Boseman, um, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Angela Bassett, Lapota Nyong'o. It's just, just great, isn't it? It's one of my... I've tried to list rank my mcu films and it's a struggle but black panther is up towards the top for me it did also come out at this time of um like planes no absolute bangers in the mcu kind of release schedule because it was preceded by spider-man homecoming sorry yeah preceded no, just proceed. Come after or before? I can't remember now. Proceed, proceed, pre- oh. Yeah, it was preceded it was pre- by it- Spider-Man: yeah. Homecoming and Thor: Ragnarok. Then you had Black Panther, and then you had Infinity War, um, and then yeah, Ant-Man: The Wasp, Captain Marvel. And I think it's interesting because, like, we've obviously got to the point where there's definitely a tailing off of quality in MCU at the moment. And interestingly, I was reading an article yesterday about how they're thinking of re-kind of jigging and rethinking the entire future state release schedule and well, things. Well, they, they've all already backed out of a lot of TV shows. Yeah. And because it's too much. It is too much. Yeah, yeah. You can't... I mean, I'm just looking at a list now because I was just wanted to double-check my kind of chronology. And if you include every TV show they've released since Iron Man in 2008, they've released 76 different properties. Fucking hell. Which is which is nuts. Yeah, but, Jesus Christ, you're not wrong. Sorry, I was just having a look through, like you said. So, Homecoming, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War—that is fucking mental. Yeah. And even if you go further back than that, Civil War. I really liked Doctor Strange. I know I I seem to be in the minority on that, but Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Two was good. Yeah. I, I've... Homecoming, Ragnarok, Panther, Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, it's an interest. It's going to be interesting to see how they play it. I mean, the weird thing is, is the reason that they've um, kind of taken this is that they're saying that Marvel films. So Bob Iger's basically saying that Marvel films are maybe not doing as well, and the studio is suffering a bit. But this was off of Ant Man: Quantum Mania having like it had a good opening weekend and then it was down by 60% the next weekend and down by a further 60% the next weekend but someone also made the point that if Marvel as a studio were doing badly they had four of the highest grossing movies of last year like I, you know you're not doing that badly <laughs> but also like yeah Wakanda Forever Forever isn't that short off of making a billion dollars and it's got an os- an acting yeah. Oscar nomination like they've still all made They've all made their fucking budget back. Like, I think people... The, the problem the MCU has as well is they set their own bar so fucking high. Yeah, which, to be fair, is probably... Yeah. A, you know, it results in oh, what we've yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think the idea of yeah. uh, bringing it much more um, focused and uh, maybe getting rid of some of the chaff would be a good idea. Yeah, I, they, they need to they need to stream streamline it back down. Um, yeah, yeah. Streamline it back down. It's all heading towards an end point where it is a natural point to basically recast everything. Yeah, reset, right. Because it's similar to what DC are now able to do. We're just going full comic book yeah. with this uh, 
thing. It's similar what DC are able to do with Flashpoint, which, if I'm being honest, I think is the only reason that film is still coming out. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Because Flashpoint resets the entire universe, which then means they can, air quotes, in canon, change the backstory of fucking everything and recast it all. Yeah. It's similar to what... um, the Star Trek movie did very, very well by changing the past <laughs> to explain why everything was different, which is a fucking genius move. Yeah. But I, I think uh, uh, the, the natural endpoint of this whole multiverse thing opens up the ability to just start again without ignoring everything. It's quite like a respectful... You'll get more people on board, right? Yeah, I think, I, like, I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Anyway, uh, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd watch. I would watch it. I think you have to. You have to have the caveat that you've seen it before, on, at least on a TV screen, yeah. ideally on a cinema screen. Yeah, it's not. It's not a first watch of Black Panther. It is a hundred percent a rewatch. Mm. But I would never, never regret watching that. And to be fair, any of the fucking Phase Three films, like <laughs> you know, there's a lot of MCU films. I think that would kind of hit the criteria for it. But Black Panther is for me definitely one of the most rewatchable. Because it's also unlike any other kind of action film out there, really. Yeah. Because everything is so... I, I don't know the way to phrase it, but it's just there's nothing... Nothing feels like Black Panther in an in action kind of context. No. And it's great. I also, despite saying you shouldn't watch them the first times, uh, Black Widow, Spider-Man No Way Home, and half of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness I all watched on a plane for the first time. So... <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. That's a good, a good motto to have. <laughs> So I, I admit I took some um, creative liberties with my second choice there, but I still want to keep everything meta for you, Ian. I still want to make sure that we're watching, you know, things about planes on planes. Um, and as I said, airplane was the obvious one. And I could have gone with a couple of others. Conair was a good choice. Um, yeah. Snakes on a plane, also a good choice. So I, th- I thought you were going to do snakes on a plane solely. Yeah. For the airplane cut of Snakes on a Plane, I haven't seen that. But it's no, so the the air the oh the, the version of it they show Sorry. on planes is the monkey fighting snakes right. on this Monday to Friday plane cut of it. With you, no. So I'm going to go with for my third and final choice. So we've we've watched a plane. We've watched a plane on a plane. We've watched the astral plane on an astral plane. Um, Use your words. We're going to the plains of Africa, Ian, and we're going to watch The Lion King. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bravo, sir. <laughs> bravo. Kendall rule check. As far as I'm aware, there is no gratuitous sexual content in in the version I assume we're talking about anyway. Yeah. Uh, there is a surprising amount of violence. There is, yeah. Like, it was in that sweet spot where Disney was releasing, like, fucked up shit. Like... Tarzan? Yeah. You see the silhouette of a man hanging? <laughs> like, come on, Disney. God. Yeah. Although they, they've got form, right? I mean, there's... They like a silhouette, right? Isn't Bambi's mum shot in a silhouette? Or at least off-screen with the... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, off-screen, yeah. famously different to a silhouette. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, the fight in that was fucking brutal. Uh, when yeah. he's fighting the wolves, especially. That's also shadows, right? Uh, no, you see, you see wolf... Teeth digging oh. into beast. Sorry, I'm thinking back to Lion King. The hyenas and Scar is oh, yep. Shadows. No, but you, uh, 
Yeah, but like the 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 fight before that on top of the Pride Rock, because mm. um, Scar is such a bad leader, he causes climate change. Um, <laughs> there is. Which uh, uh, I wonder if there's any parallels to our current situation on that. Am I right, Graham? Right, 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 right. Fuck you. Mm. Um, yeah, but also he's he's much more um, he's much more accepting of the um, LBT. LB LBGTQ plus that community because he kept the name Pride Rock. Yeah, no, very true. Our, our, very our, true. Our um, leaders wouldn't do that. I don't think Hyena is a native to that area either, so he was doing wonderful for uh, immigrants and kind of the workforce in general. Yep. Yeah. So maybe not a bad guy after all. Yeah, Jeremy, I'm saying Jeremy I'd rather Irons. I would I would rather a lion voiced by Jeremy Irons be prime minister of this country. <laughs> Than any of the fuckers we've had over the last year, <laughs> which is which is three, yeah, which is three prime ministers. I would also like th- to see those three prime ministers battle it out with a lion. Just see who wins. Yes. Maybe that's that's we, new uh, new democracy. Not, not to steal an entire comedy bit from a comedian I saw recently, but I don't think entertainment will ever reach the pinnacle it did during Roman times. <laughs> back, back when. Because you would go to your local sports arena. Yeah. Right? You would see these group of people that you categorically hated be fight an animal that you only realised existed at that exact moment in time. Yeah. Nothing that happens now matches up to that. Uh, it's fucked, don't get me wrong, and I don't want it to come back. I'm just saying, nothing nothing we have compares to what that would have been it's like. That you can make the same analogy with um, psychological research, because a lot of the stuff that they did and got away with and found a lot of really interesting things from, you yeah. couldn't do now because of like ethics committees and stuff. Oh, like the prison experiment. Like the prison shit. experiment, yeah. 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 Good old Philip Zimbardo. Anyway, lions. Lions. We got some weird fucking tangents here. As per, <laughs> as normal. It's our um, USP. Yeah, lions. Animated lions. Animated lions. I mean, Lion King is is without a doubt a fantastic classic Disney movie. Very good soundtrack, Mister yeah. uh, Mister Elton John with a couple there, um, or more than a couple. Is it more than a couple? Circle of Life. Can't wait he, to I be king. Wrote, I think he wrote them. Oh, can you feel the love tonight? Yeah, yeah. And then Han, well, Hans Zimmer is involved as well. Um, oh really? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, great film. It's on a plane. Yeah, stuck to the stuck to the, the brief. Famously, the the, the yeah the planes of nice. Africa. I like that. The How Savannah. is there not a marketing campaign for like Nigeria Air, which is the planes of Africa? I don't know, but there should Fuck. be. Come on, guys, come on. We can do this. Easy, easy shit. Easy printing money, but that you shouldn't print money because that leads to inflation. Hyperinflation. Um, hyperinflation, yeah. Mm. But maybe that's why all those, you know, Nigerian princes send the emails. Oh, maybe. Surplus cash. Yeah, they're just trying to get their uh, airlines off the ground. Have you ever wondered if there is one of those that might be... Like, there is somewhere a Nigerian prince trying to give his money away <laughs> and just no one takes it seriously. Uh, so, So it's not... They don't go the Nigerian route for obvious reasons, yeah. but there's a Michelin web sketch on it. Oh, really? Where it's you cut to, uh, it's two uh, obviously like stereotypical toffs yeah. on their computers going, I don't understand, Quentin. <laughs> All I'm trying to do is give away one of my massive yachts and no one's <laughs> replying to my emails. But I think, yeah, like Lion King, I think, God, any fucking Disney film, really. 
it, like you said, a lot a lot of the Kendall rules ticked off. Uh, yeah. Music. And I've seen it before. I might get some shut eye. You could get some shut eye, yeah. Which is which is you no, know, the Lion King deserves better than that, but also it's the Lion King, it'll it'll forgive me. Did you ever watch the the new one? The live action it's, that's it's, not live action? It it's not awful. Mm. But I don't think anybody has to watch. It is nothing. It is like I would hate it if I gave it any degree of thought. Right, okay. It's that kind of like completely not needed. Because there's been it wasn't there's been some uh, it's because obviously they've gone down this route of like all of these live action remakes because yeah. I mean it's hard to say it's live action when it's not yeah. real lions. But um the I thought the live action version of the Jungle Book was really good. I really enjoyed that. But the the the, the difference with the Jungle Book was they did change it. It was different, yeah. and it was similar enough, but different enough to be like a new experience. The Lion King was just the same fucking film. Yeah, I suppose but so. Done, but done real so realistically, you couldn't empathize with the actual characters because it's just a fucking lion. <laughs> like we talked about it before, actually, there's a deep fake of it where someone put the color palette of the animated series onto the new one. Yeah, it looks so much better. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually haven't seen the the, the Lion King um, one. I, weirdly, I saw. Uh, Pete's Dragon, the live-action version, which I don't think many people have seen. The, the 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 really weird thing with the new Lion King is arguably two of the best vocalists currently... Re- well, not even currently releasing music, actually. Two of the best... So, Childish Gambino and... Uh, well, Donald Glover and Beyoncé. Uh, Beyoncé is overrated. I do not think she's very good. Going to say that? Okay. Uh, Childish Gambino, absolutely on board. Beyoncé, overrated. Fair. Okay. Awful halftime show as well. Not as bad as Rihanna's halftime show, but awful halftime show. Intr- intr- that's gonna. That's gonna get some. Come at me, uh, guys! Come at me! I'm gonna stay out of this one. Uh, please address all of your, all of your Beyonce hate mail to Graham. But um, their voices don't go well together. Do they not? No, it's weird. Like they, they're both. They both don't come out of it looking great. No. But yeah, the you don't. Yeah, it was so similar. You don't need it. It's that kind of thing. You need, if you're doing kind of these remakes, you need to make it either come at it from a different angle or make it different enough that it actually warrants telling the story again, yeah. right? Because also, I don't get the... I, I don't buy into the whole... Because um, uh, if we didn't remake stories that had already been told, none of those Disney films would exist anyway. Yeah. Because The, the Lion King is uh, Shakespeare... Uh, a load of the little, uh, the Little Mermaid is Hans Christian Andersen. Like all of them are based on stories that have been told countless fucking times before, but you put a spin on it, and that's I think what they're forgetting with the new kind of stuff that comes out. Yeah. You also have the issue you have with the MCU. Well, I've gone. I'm going off on one now. Uh, I'm on my hill, right? <laughs> I'm on my hill. Maybe this is my purpose, and I'll stop crying during fucking Soul and Chef. Um, people and Star Wars is bad for it too. When you've grown up with something, you forget that the new things that come out are for the age range you were when you started watching the thing. Yeah. Right? Like, Star Wars is, unfortunately, it is a kid's thing. Like, inherently, right? Like, Disney films aren't aimed at us. They're aimed at kids. And kids fucking love the remakes. Yeah, so my I remember my cousin watching the prequels with, like, his first thing into Star Wars. And he absolutely... Love yeah. them. But so, so, so same with the MCU. The MCU are 
for the most part, family films. Yeah. And, like, Quantumania people don't seem to like, but I'm sure kids love how fucking stupid and silly that is. Yeah. And I, I think people do get clouded a bit with the, the remakes of thinking, you know... 40-year-old people sitting there going, well, I don't like this. It's like, cool. <laughs> you don't have to, mate. This ain't for you. Yeah. But just going back, one good thing um, about Donald Glover playing, like, older Simba, just thought he was he was, he was really good as, as a main character. Hmm. See what he did there. Because the lines, lines and mains. mains. Yeah. Lines and mains. You can't pull that shit. If you said that joke on a plane, I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, main on a plane. Main on a plane. Fools. Ah. Uh, you know what, Graham? These are some very good choices from <laughs> my friend. Well done. Keep keeping this fresh. Uh. Uh. So, Graham, mm. those were our choices. They were. And uh, that obviously then brings us to the, the point of the podcast, where we're now going to talk out what our actual top threes and shit are. So uh, it's time for another phrase, which probably we which should have done the jingle for by now, but I'm not going to. Uh, mm. What's the top three of your three? What's the three of your three? What's the three of your three. Um, three of my three. So, in third place, I'm gonna. I think I'm probably gonna go in the order, like reverse order they came in. So, so you're gonna go plane, planes, plane, then planes. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So third place, uh, Lion King, because I think it 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 passes the um the Kendall test. Yeah. Uh, however. Uh, if I'm thinking about all of the different planes, I think the planes of Africa are going to be the most tricky to watch a film on. Yeah. There's notoriously not many like power outlets. Um, if you're going to stream it, I think it's going to be patchy at best in terms of your your 5G. Well, um, and you know, there's stuff there's stuff to see. Right? Like you, you there don't is. want to be yeah, yeah. why would you watch The Lion King on the planes of Africa? If anything, it feels offensive. Yeah, because what you could do is you could go on a safari and then you'd need a couple of friends, but you could, like... You know, like, if, you, if you're if you watching... People watching in a restaurant... Oh, I know it well. And, you, and you, uh, you kind of make up the dialogue for what's going on between the people. You could do that with the animals, and it could be The Lion King 3. Cause yeah. I don't think that's happened I, yet. I think it has. Um, I think... The Lion King 4. I think... To make this really work, we need to befriend Elton John and invite him on the safari. Yeah. Just to kind of... Well, I've got the Watford connection, so Watford, we're yeah. basically buddies. That sounds like a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> the Watford, Watford connection. connection. It does. It's a um, Miami Connection remake, but set on the mean streets of Watford. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a first, by the way. I'm pretty sure going off on a tangent during a top three of a three. Yeah. I don't think we've done <laughs> we, this we, yet. We haven't. Here we are. We are, we are braving... Uh, <laughs> Don't new, know, new don't know the, the rest of that phrase because I was going to say braving new brave. It's like, well, nope, that's not how that goes. Then I got stuck <laughs> and I got lost. So, okay, Lion King three, number two. Lion King three, number two. Uh, soul on the astral plane. Nice, that makes um, sense. Yeah, and I think you know if you are stuck on the astral plane, it will be a bit kind of jarring and nerve wracking. So, you probably do want a feel good pick me up. Um, so I think yeah, soul. Also. Passes the Kendall test. Yeah. Um, and then first place, um, yeah, airplane, because um, it's about planes and it's on a plane. 
and it's one of the best comedy movies ever made. I think. So. I think good choices. Good choices out and, of out of mine because I've been a traditionalist and stuck with the topic. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All we said no, was no, plane. That's fair. I I, I hold my hands up at that. <laughs> we, we didn't did say aeroplane. Aeroplane. So, <laughs> so I have. I stuck to the topic too. Your best. I'll rephrase. I I have been a stickler for what was implied <laughs> by the topic. Uh, number three. Boring. You've been boring. I, mean, I have really been boring. <laughs> you sound like every single one of my exes. <laughs> please, please don't leave me. Uh, at number three, <laughs> this is why people think we're a couple. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. At number three, uh, lame is because uh, the topic is films to watch on a plane, and this is a film that I don't intend on watching in its entirety. Uh, number two, Black Panther. That is kind of a placeholder for any MCU movie made between phase one and phase the end of phase three, pretty much. But I think Black Panther is kind of the one that really hammers it. Uh, ha- hammers the hammers the Kendall rules. Um, and, <laughs> now that would be Thor. Hey, and number one, uh, Chef, because it is, I, I, I think Chef, Chef for me is a quintessential plane, aeroplane movie. Um, I, I would say, um, I would go as far as saying Chef on a Plane is part of your brand. Yes, Chef on a Plane is part of my brand. Um, <laughs> so uh, that, that then brings us to the official, the podcast nobody asked for top three. Mm. What are you? What are you thinking? Uh, I this is quite a simple one for me. I would go airplane, chef, soul. So one, two, three. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Because uh, I I do agree with soul, but not for your entire argument, which rested on us watching this in the astral plane. Um, my only, my, <laughs> but it also works. It it ticks the Kendall rules. It does. No, it a hundred percent ticks the Kendall rules. Um. Or yeah, I would. If given the choice, I think I'd prefer to watch Black Panther on a plane. But like we said, Black Panther has the stipulation that it has to be a rewatch. It has to be a rewatch, and also you have also had the other stipulation here that it could be any Marvel film from a series, and therefore Black Panther is not strong enough to break the top three. Okay. On its own. I will. I will. I will disregard everything I said about that then and just go with Black Panther is by far, <laughs> even though it came down to two choices and I made that quite clear. Black Panther is by far the strongest MCU plane movie. Um, you know what? I, I'm i saying that in jest. I, I think it is, actually. I do think Black Panther is the strongest one because a lot of the others also need a bit of... Because uh, like Infinity War is probably the best MCU movie, but you can't really watch that on a plane because yeah. you then have to watch Endgame and that's... Uh, a long old slog. Yeah, my uh, my. If I was to pick one for a, an MCU for a plane movie, I'd go the first Ant Man. Oh, that's a good shout. That's a very good shout. But yeah, I I can't. Can I honourable mention specifically a rewatch of an MCU movie? Then you you can honourably mention that. Okay, I will I will let you, and then I will let you. Thus, I thusly. am gonna be. I like I like this. I will watch them in in order. Because then airplane should cheer me up after I've become an emotional wreck <laughs> of watching slow, uh, Soul and Chef on a plane back to back. Yeah, so that just, is quite the double bill. I don't want to go on holiday anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. So the podcast nobody asked for was top three films to watch on a plane. Coming in at oh well, honourable mention is a rewatch of an MCU movie. 
number three is Pixar's Soul. Number two is Chef. And number one is Airplane on an Airplane. If you agree with our choices, if you have any other Kendall rules, then you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. Uh, and you can also find us on Patreon, where you become a friend of the podcast and get a load of stuff. And new t-shirts. New t-shirts, bonus episodes, that the glowing sense of hope and fulfilment that you're supporting uh, independent artistic content. Yeah, and that you're paying to grease the wheels of big hosting. Big hosting. <laughs> if um, if there's any additional planes that I missed and you can think of, uh, let me know on Twitter. At Nobody asked for pod with the number four. You can also find us there on Facebook, and we have a website, the podcast nobody asked for dot co uk, which has uh, all the links to all the wonderful things that you may or may not need. And uh, if you're listening to this somewhere where you can review uh, the episode, then review us and in your review put any future episode ideas you may have and we will do the best ones uh, and that was an episode about planes that was that it was, was great um mm-hmm. trains and automobiles next yeah fuck it let's get it going <laughs> fuck it that'll do for this.